appreciate y'all being the Bible week. I enjoy coming to chapel. I enjoy uh, speaking at camp. This has been about, well, this fall will be 25 years, so I enjoy it. You can tell I come back. So how many people have come get you? Never been to camp before? Raise your hand. Well, he So again, can we go like this? I'm proud to say I apologize. But you can so be too. I appreciate y'all showing up. This is the first time. So some of you who uh, sort you of take it for granted, I'll show you the Don't ultimate do that, uh, of a guy. You that can tell built. if you've never been here before, you probably enjoyed the week. Thanks can we for pray Andy we do doing, this. Uh, sound for me and the media or All I have to do is he makes me look good up here. If I say I don't become unsafe, I'm going to do this. That helps to have it go down. Just as I was born, my birthday September 22nd. So thanks. And when I stumble, when I fall, growing up, my daddy still was my daddy. I just let him down a few times, like Max says he did. His brought dad down from Roanoke. Anybody else come from? So that's what I got to remember. You're not lost. Oh, I said a cuss word. I'm lost again. Roanoke. Uh, we should work to try not to do that, but we're not lost. We don't become unsaved. So you're going straight to Roanoke and all the way. Just pray and ask Jesus to forgive you. Anybody else? More than I think eight hours has probably got to beat. How many people? Matter of fact, check this out in Luke chapter two, verses twenty-five through thirty-seven. Let's read this together. You'll know it's a familiar parable. It's called the parable of the good Samaritan. You talk about somebody down and out. Do a good job today. You're gonna see yourself in the story. Here it is. So thank y'all for being here. Expert in the law. Here's my final challenge, Joe. You ready? I just want to encourage you, and I want to warn you. If you ever go to Dollywood, you'll see a sign just before you get on, on something that says, expert in the you will get wet, Jesus. you know, so just before you get on a rampage or something. So they're trying to warn you what's coming up, so they're informing you and they're like warning you. And disrespectfully saying so when you go back home this week, I got a problem you won't you be surprised because I've already warned you. Some will remind you if you stumble, if you fall, get right back up and keep going. A quitter's not someone that gets knocked down. A quitter's someone who stays down. As a matter of fact, I've even heard it this way. They said a quitter's not someone necessarily who stumbles. A quitter's someone who just it's like, trying. I don't even know why they were in church. So get back up, trouble. keep going. And they would raise their Case hand and point, ask the pastor it is. something, and he would answer. Vandaler, like, well, what about this? Lima. He's just he a whisper of a guy. Say, He's only five well, feet, five inches tall. He stands believe. shorter than some fifth remember grader. I remember say one time. Uh, At 119 pounds, he's said, not a very I think big man. Paul was wrong when he, he wrote He should that. be eligible for discount airline so, tickets, but well, don't let the size Paul of might have wrote a little Brazilian fool you. Who really wrote this The body book. may be small, but his heart's yeah, bigger. Got himself. Because in the Olympic Stadium in Athens, here's what happened. That's where he received a 2004 bronze medal. For the marathon. But it turned out after he should have won the gold. He was leading the race with only three miles to go when a spectator came out of the crowd and hit him on purpose and knocked him to the ground. To God himself. A deranged protester from Ireland didn't want him to win. Teacher, he A deranged protester who had been imprisoned for running on a Grand Prix racetrack in England just a year earlier hurled himself into the runner, forcing him off the course and into the crowd. Yes. So I got a big Although old stunned and shaken, Delima collected himself, jumped back up, resumed the race, and, and in the process, sad. he lost rhythm, pressure, one thing that the people in Nigeria or Papua New Guinea or tribe never heard, but if you already know and still don't go, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He already knew the answer to his question. Sort of being a smart aleck, really. Jesus wisely says, well, what is written in the law? He replied, how do you read it? In other words, how do you think you ought to get there? My, he's so smart. Jesus did not argue. He didn't preach at him. He says, well, how do you read it? Well, he answered, uh, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, all your mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. That's a Lincoln Brewster song. Love the Lord your God with all... He just now... That was a song. So he gave him this answer. Basically, love God, love your neighbor. Jesus says, look at verse 28. This is great. You have answered correctly. That is exactly what you need to do to get there. 
Jesus replied, you've answered correctly, but look what else Jesus says. Do this and you'll live. Go ahead and practice what you just now told me and you'll be fine. Verse 29, but he wanted to justify himself. Here's how you get justified to go to heaven. You ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins and come into your heart and be your Savior. That's how I become just. They call it justification. I'm justified in going to heaven. This man wanted to justify himself. Some people work their way to heaven, or at least they think they're going to. So I've got a Sunday school pen. I never miss youth group. I try to pray occasionally. I'm trying to be good. And that's justifying yourself. That's without Jesus. So this man wanted to justify himself. So you tell me, he said, you've answered correctly. But this man wanted to justify himself. So he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Remember he said, love your neighbor as yourself. So this man said, well, who is my neighbor? He was expecting Jesus to say, well, just this one person that lives sort of close to your house or that person down the road. And Jesus instead very wisely again just nails him right to the wall and says, well, let me tell you a story. So let's see if you can follow along. Here's the first thing. This is a story about the Good Samaritans. This is a story about someone who's going to help someone else when they've knocked down. Remember what I told you? It's just like, the man from Lima, he, he gets knocked to the ground, but he gets back up. It's just like us next week, or maybe even today, we're going to get knocked down. What do we do to get back up? Well, this man fortunately had someone to come help him. And Jesus is going to show you something very, very striking. Matter of fact, you probably already know this story before I read it, but go along with me and I'll show you something. See if you agree with this first point. How do you get to heaven? That's what the man asked Jesus. And Jesus very wisely said this. What do you think? Wow, that's so good. If someone came up to me on the street right now and said, you think you're a Christian, how do you get to heaven? How do you think we ought to get there? Well, I think you ought to be as good as you can. You'll go there. Can I share something with you? If that wasn't true, can I tell you what the Bible says? No, I don't hear what the Bible Okay? My conversation's over. Why would you do that, Edgar? Shouldn't you fight with him? Shouldn't you fork? Nope. Unless the Holy Spirit's drawing him, I can't. But now if they say, well, yes, I'd rather know the truth. I thought I could work my way to heaven. Can't do that. Can I tell you how you can get to heaven? I'll ask permission. If they give me permission, I'll go from there. If they don't, I'm not going to force it. Jesus said in Revelation 3.20, Behold, I what? Stand at the door and knock. He didn't say, Behold, I kick the door open and come in. Neither do I. I'm going to talk to you, and if I would be like Jesus, great question. God says, How do I get to heaven? How do you think you ought to get there? Well, he answers this. Answer from the man back to Jesus. Well, I need to obey all the rules. Is that right? Such as love the Lord your God and love your neighbor. And Jesus answered back. Hey, great answer. Won't you do this and live? Let's see. Let me ask you another question. Who's my neighbor? Why did he ask that question? So he wouldn't have to do what? Any more than he had to. Man. So you just want to get by, is that it? I don't do any more than I have to. Tell me one person who's my neighbor and I'll go love him. Jesus says, you've missed it. So rather than to preach at you, let me tell you a story. And he tells him the story. He says, one day... Hmm. A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and he fell into the hands of robbers. By the way, that little stretch from Jerusalem to Jericho would be like you find Knoxville or you find Roanoke or you find Pittsburgh or Atlanta, whatever, find the roughest part of the city where people come in and you say, even the police don't really like to go in this part of the city. 
Every city's probably got a little bit of a street that's like, ooh, that's this road. It's notoriously known for robbers hiding behind rocks, jumping out and getting you. It's notoriously known for people. They would kill you and leave you for dead, and that's what they did this man. So he says, we're on a road from Jerusalem to Jericho, pretty rough road. Robbers jumped out and took this man. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. You know, Lincoln Hall, remember the other day? I told you, Lincoln Hall, they left him for dead. His own team left him and went on up to the mountain. These people right here leave him for dead and go on, probably laughing as they go. Yeah, I got money, we can go party. And along about that time with the man bleeding and dying, laying on the side of the road, here comes someone. Would you look in verse 31 tell me who it was? A priest. I think Jesus carefully selects these things. He said, then a priest, where could a priest be going? To church. So we've got a priest on his way to church. What are you going to do at church? What? He probably could preach, so he's got him a message down. So we're going to go preach about love, and we walk past someone who needs love. So we are a priest going to church to preach and try to be a blessing, and we about have to step over a man who's dying. What's wrong with that picture? So we are people going up to the Mount Everest, and do you hear what Dan Mezzer said? He said, bodies dot the trail. He said, I've literally, people have had to step over a dead body to keep hiking. Now, I know you can't save everybody, and if you check the pulse and say, this guy is dead, there's really nothing we can do right now. I, I can't change this. If a man's already dead, I can't risk, well, let's at least bring him back down and bury him like we should. That's going to be tough to do. So I understand it, but I mean, if Dan Mezzer looks and sees Lincoln Hall, we've got to save this man's life. That's exactly what they wanted to do. We're going to save this person. Well, did the priest want to save him? Nope. The priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. He even avoided him. I went to Emory and Henry College for a little bit, uh, and they gave me a, I was in a handicapped PE class, and they put me, put me in a wheelchair one day for a, and I'm, I'm perfectly fine. I play basketball there, so I'm good. But they put me in a wheelchair for an experiment. And a guy named Greg Schultz, we went down to a local mall. And I would do it for a while, and then Greg would do it. I got in a wheelchair, and Greg would push me as an experiment. I wanted to see how people would react to a wheelchair. That's what our assignment was in the class. So he'd push me in there, and then he'd just sort of leave me and go on. And I would come out in the wheelchair and go down through the mall. What did most people do? Mm -mm. What did they do? What did this guy do? Went on the other side. It's like, oh, there's a guy in a wheelchair. Let me go over here. Whew, thought I might have to help him. They avoided me like a plague. I didn't have hardly anybody come over and say, can I help you get up this? And didn't hardly have anybody do that. It's just like this guy. Look at this. A priest happened to be going by on the same road. He saw him. He passed me on the other side. I don't want to just go past. Let me go on this side. So I, out of sight, out of mind. No one's hurt. No one's hurt. He's bleeding and dying back. No one's hurt. No one's hurt. You're just going to leave me be? That's what they did to me that day in the mall. I could be trying to go up a ramp. People would go up the stairs go around me and leave me be. He went by on the other side. So to a Levite, and the Levite's from the priestly family, close by, they'd be like a, it'd be almost like saying a preacher and a deacon coming by. So to a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him pass by on the other side. So we get a priest and a family, a person from the Levite family, which is the priestly order. So we got about like a preacher and a deacon went by. Jesus is very, very wise in using these comparisons. Verse 33, but a Samaritan. Now, who's a Samaritan? Well, if Jewish people married Gentiles, 
Gentiles were just scum of the earth. That's what Jewish people thought. If Jewish people looked down on Gentiles, married, and had an offspring, it was the Samaritans. So Samaritans sort of like what they would derogatorily call, you're a half-breed. You're like a black person marrying a white person and they have children. I've coached people like that before. I remember a guy's name is Mark Janelle. Mark's a good friend of mine. But Mark probably had it tough in school because his dad's white, his mom's black, so everybody, oh, yeah, and pick on him. And I think, Mark, the only thing that makes it worse is your attitude. Don't get mad at those people. And I know they're disrespectful. I know that, but you got to stay strong. Okay, and I had him on my sports teams, and we worked through that. But I'm just saying it's almost like here, here, and we're asking for it. Jesus is picking what would be the lowest person in the, in the social class. And yet, look who helps. A Samaritan came by and looked and saw him and wanted to help him. Jesus just now was telling this man who's trying to test him, saying, we got priests and preachers walking right by people all day and never helping. But then we have what you would call the scum of the earth, and he stops and helps. That ought to convict you. It'd be like somebody in a wheelchair coming up to me in the mall and saying, I'll help you. You're in a wheelchair yourself, but that's okay. It'd be like a man with a walker coming over and saying, let me help you in the wheelchair. You of all people, I need to help you. No, I want to help you. So a Samaritan came by, he traveled, he came up from where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, poured oil on it. Then he put the man on his donkey, took him to an inn, took care of him. The next day he took out two silver coins, gave them to the innkeeper and said, look, look after him, take care of him, and when I return, I'll reimburse you for any extra expense. I want to pay this man's total bill. Jesus comes to get me a wounded man on the side of the road, so to speak, a sinner, and says, I want to pay his total bill. Well, when you get through, Jesus, can I pay for the rest of my sins? You can't pay for any of your sins. You will not have to pay one dime. You can't. It had to be me. This man says, I want to pay for all your expenses. Now, Jesus wisely says, which of these three do you think is a neighbor to the man who fell by the neighbors? Well, the robbers. Who's my neighbor? So Jesus does this. He tells a story. Jesus tells the story and then asks, who was a good neighbor? And the reply came back and he said this, the man who showed what? man who showed mercy. It wasn't the priest, it wasn't the Levite, it was the man who showed mercy. And so Jesus says this, which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell in the hands of robbers? And the expert in the law replied, well, the one who had mercy on him. Go and do likewise. So when I fall, I'm going to challenge you today. You're either going to be the one that falls. Do you see yourself in this story? On certain days, are you the priest? When the person at your school is eating by themselves, do you go over and say something to you? You do avoid them too. There's a girl at our high school. She seems like she's about always sitting over there by the corner and sitting on the steps. I'll make it a purpose to come over there and sit down and talk to her because nobody else does. Make her feel like it's worthwhile to come to school. Max Lucado writes that it's an older woman. She said nobody ever paid her much attention. And he, he said she ordered water. And this guy that, you know, he puts up the water bottle, water jugs there, carries them. He would show up at her house and give her water. And a couple weeks later, show up. And before too long, he opened up the door. And it's all right, just electricity.
Who are you? Are you the person who needs some help and encouragement because you fall down? Are you the person that could give help and encouragement to others? I might be the guy who's delivering the water, and I might on some days be the woman who needs the water. I don't know whether I could... uh, I'll offer you this. Expert in the law said it right, the one who has mercy. Now, tomorrow, next day, I feel like on something days... I'm the guy laying by the side of the road, and somebody will come along and says, it's okay, let's go. And they get up and help me, and I appreciate friends like that. Other days, I might be the person who comes along and says, come on, let's get going. Yeah, but I really messed up. Listen, let's ask forgiveness, let's get back up and keep going. So, which one are you going to be this week? Last thing, uh, some of you look pretty tired, so let's pray and we'll close chapel. But don't miss out what God's got for you. Are you the person by the side of the road? Are you the person to help him? Am I the Samaritan or am I the person that's been hurt? Next couple of days is going to be a little bit tough. I want to encourage you just to get up and get going, so let's pray. Dear Jesus, today, short challenge. I was the person by the side of the road when I was eight years old in the sinful road. And you came and saved me. And Lord, now it's my opportunity to do the same as you did. I don't save people. You do that. But I can be a person that's used by you to go help the people by the side of the road. Today, perhaps someone's by the side of the road here. Some people at school, maybe teachers, maybe even parents, brothers, sisters, they've passed them by and they probably think, well, Lord, is there any hope for me? There is. Today, Jesus, you offer them hope. And so, Lord, as we're sitting, as we're maybe sometimes defeated, we wonder, does anybody care? And may they always remember that you do. Jesus, I pray that you'd even speak to hearts right now and help us to know that even though we might feel like we're defeated, that you can rise us up. Help us today to ask forgiveness, put it behind us, and it's just like a, a clean slate. We start out on you. And we can do that because the psalmist David even said, morning by morning, your mercies are new. Every day is like a, a mini salvation. We're only saved once. That's what the Bible teaches. But Jesus, it's like every day we've got to come to you and ask for cleansing and start off again. And so, Lord, help us to forget about the past, not worry about tomorrow, live today. That's why it's called a present. It's a gift from you. So bless us, I pray, in your name. Amen. Some of you have made some decisions this week. Uh, I pray that you'd share those decisions before you go. Okay, announcements for the rest of the day. We are, what are we doing next? And I think you know where that is. Can... uh, This side, can y'all go first?